Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the program. We've talked a lot now about the key bits of evidence that led the police to Brian Koberger. We've talked about the white Hyundai Elantra and how that was a huge piece of evidence and, in my opinion, the piece of evidence that linked them to Brian Koberger. We've talked about the knife sheath and the DNA on the knife sheath. We've talked about the pings. We've talked about all of the other evidence that was in the probable cause affidavit. But did you ever think that poor grooming habits might have led to Brian Koberger being identified? Well, folks, in the article that we're about to discuss, that's exactly the conversation we're about to have. So let's get into this article from The Independent, and let's hear how poor grooming habits helped police find Brian Koberger. Headline, one unique facial feature may have linked Brian Koberger to the Idaho murders. One of the surviving roommates at the 1122 King Road home said the killer was wearing a mask, but his bushy eyebrows stood out. This article was authored by Andrea Blanco. Brian Koberger's distinct eyebrows may have been among the first in a string of details that linked him to the Idaho murders, according to a new report. Airmail's The Eyes of a Killer Part 2 offers a vivid description of the Moscow police hunt for evidence that would ultimately materialize in Mr. Koberger's arrest for the murders of four University of Idaho students, based on an affidavit released earlier this month and sources close to the investigation. Oh, wait, I thought there weren't going to be sources close to the investigation. Of course there's going to be. It's just finding those sources and finding the sources that actually have something worthwhile to say. Like the author of this article over at Airmail obviously did. According to the report, a lead investigator first had an inkling that Mr. Koberger would become a suspect in the crime after he ran the Washington State University PhD student's license plate and noticed his bushy eyebrows. So when all was said and done, it was the roommate and her description of the bushy ass eyebrows that really helped the police put the pieces together. And the crazy part is, that's not going to be the strongest bit of evidence when it goes to trial. But for what the investigators were looking for, it was a crucial piece of evidence that if they didn't have it, they probably would have missed out on who Brian Koberger is. Remember, it was those bushy eyebrows and the car that signaled to the investigators that they were on the right track. One of the surviving roommates at the 1122 King Road home 
had recounted how she unknowingly saw her friend's killer leaving the scene before going back into her room in a state of shock. The woman said the killer was wearing a mask, but his bushy eyebrows stood out to her. So not only did Brian Koberger allegedly make a bunch of other mistakes using his own car, the cell phone, all of the other nonsense that we see in the affidavit, but old boy forgot one of the biggest rules when you're going out. Make sure you groom yourself. Bros out here are trying to commit a quadruple homicide with some Sasquatch-ass eyebrows. Additionally, the photograph of Koberger shows that he has bushy eyebrows. Koberger's physical description is consistent with the description of the male the surviving roommate saw inside the King Road residence on November 13th, the affidavit states. And look, that is all circumstantial. Nobody knows who was really under that mask. But those bushy eyebrows certainly led the police to find Brian Koberger early on. And from there, they were able to build the case. Remember, all of it starts as circumstantial. The idea is to have enough evidence as a prosecutor to punch that shit home. Despite remaining tight-lipped, when quizzed by reporters, investigators were aware of footage that showed a Hyundai Elantra speeding near the scene of the crime as early as November 25th. Mr. Koberger's 2015 Elantra first came onto the radar thanks to a Washington State University officer who was tasked with looking out for that model car. Authorities working on the case then surveilled Mr. Koberger after he became a person of interest in the murders of Kaylee Gonsalves, Madison Mogan, Zana Carnodal, and Ethan Chapin. Law enforcement followed him on his cross-country drive with his father to Pennsylvania. For the next two weeks, Mr. Koberger was kept under surveillance while he stayed at his parents' home in Albrightsville for the holidays. One night, he was spotted dumping trash in a neighbor's bin. And you add all of that up, and it really looks bad for Kohlberger. And as I've said before, I always leave room for the prosecution to be wrong, right? We know that they're not infallible. We know that the government, in its best times, is barely functioning. So I'm not going to sit here and act like this is a wrap, but Kohlberger and his team certainly have an uphill battle on their hands, and there's no denying that. The evidence in that probable cause affidavit is damning. And when you look at the totality of it all, like you should be doing, it tells you a completely different story than if you would just look at it piece by piece. The trash was seized and DNA evidence found on it was used to tie him to a knife sheath left behind by the killer at the victim's home, according to an affidavit. Cell phone data also linked Mr. Kohlberger to the scene. On December 30th, he was finally arrested in, the, in an early morning raid on the family home. Although most of those details were included in the affidavit released last month, Airmel's report, published on Saturday, revealed that Mr. Koberger appeared to vanish for several hours on December 13th while he drove home with his father. And we talked about that in an earlier episode today, and that's a bad look for the FBI. There's no two ways about that and no way around it. The FBI should be able to keep a tail on someone like Brian Koberger and not get caught with their pants down. But that's what happened for 14 hours, and thankfully, Koberger wasn't out here going on some kind of murdering spree like a guy like Ted Bundy. Let's remember when Ted Bundy escaped from custody, old boy went out on another killing spree. So it's certainly a concern, and if you're law enforcement and you're the person who's tasked with following this guy, your whole entire career and life 
must be flashing before your eyes. You're going to find yourself in some podung station in the middle of nowhere if you screw this up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Law enforcement sources reportedly told the outlet that Mr. Kohlberger managed to slip the net almost as soon as his white Hyundai Elantra pulled out of the parking lot at his graduate housing complex. Investigators desperately scoured automated license plate readers in nearby states to try and find any signs as to Mr. Kohlberger's car driving through. Hours later, the car finally pinged in Loma, Colorado, around 900 miles away from Pullman, and the surveillance operation resumed. It is unclear exactly how long Mr. Koberger's movements were unknown, but it is roughly a 15-hour drive from Pullman to Loma. The route the father and son duo took across the, the U.S. was not the most direct journey, something that reportedly came at Mr. Koberger's insistence and for unknown reasons. Well, I'm guessing because of the weather, right? That has to be it. That's going to be the excuse that's used anyway. And as I said earlier, I'm the kind of guy that I'm trying to avoid driving through that shit too. I don't want to have to be white knuckled driving through an ice storm in the middle of Colorado. His father, Michael, later told a mechanic that he had looked up the route to Pennsylvania and found the quickest route to be down the I-90 interstate reported airmail. That journey would have taken around 36 hours, but instead, Mr. Koberger claimed that there would be wintry conditions along the route and that they should instead travel south towards Colorado, a route that added roughly six or seven hours to the journey. Once surveillance teams were back on Mr. Koberger's tail in Colorado, law enforcement hit another potential issue with the suspect when he was pulled over by police twice in his vehicle while driving through Indiana. Imagine the nightmare that would have been. Remember, they don't have the probable cause yet. So if he gets, say, busted in Indiana, arrested in Indiana, that's going to cause a whole heap of problems for the FBI, especially without him having that probable cause yet. He was just a suspect at this point and not somebody that could have been arrested. So it was crucial to let him get to his destination. Both stops took place just minutes apart on December 15th, one time by county police and the other by state police for driving too close to a vehicle in front. Body cam footage was previously released from both traffic stops, showing a startled Mr. Koberger behind the wheel and his father in the passenger seat. Officials in Moscow have not addressed the account that they allegedly lost the accused killer for several hours. They are also unlikely to do so due to a gag order preventing law enforcement officials and defense and prosecution teams from speaking out about the high-profile case. And there's no doubt that the information is coming out of drip now. But there's going to be leaks, and there's going to be those court documents. The question is, when are they going to dump them all so that we can go through them? Mr. Koberger is next scheduled to appear in court on the 26th of June for his preliminary hearing. The entire week has been set aside for the hearing, when evidence of the case against Mr. Koberger will be laid out for the first time in court, and Mr. Koberger 
is likely to enter a plea on the charges. Until then, Mr. Koberger will be held behind bars at Latah County Jail after he was ordered to be held on no bail for a second time. And up until that court date, I expect more information like this to come out. I expect more people, more police officers, or more people who are close to the investigation to leak little tidbits here and there. And then you're going to have the journalists out there who are going to do that good investigative work, and they're going to cultivate their own sources. So there's going to be some information coming out, but it's not going to be in droves. And there's not going to be a tidal wave of information to hit us until it's trial time. But we're going to keep on it. We'll keep following along and adding these articles as they become available. That way, when the trial does come, we're all prepared for all of the events that are going to unfold. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this one. All of the information that goes along with this episode can be found in the description box. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery and I saw the Golo commercial and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com.